How does anxiety travel into artifacts of life, people's ordinary practices, and public policies, policies that can sometimes engulf the world? This audiobook traces fear, from the soup of indistinct but keenly felt worries over one's own body, to the hard nuts of bombs and bastions. In between, and connecting them up, are smaller-scale sights and responses, like the hardware set up at airports or the barbed wire meant to keep some out or others in. I examine strategies for security against nature as well as against the machinations of human beings and their organizations. Through various intermediaries of institutions and physical implements, individual angst transmutes into the power of authorities who themselves, of course, come to have an interest in stoking the fears that feed them. Amidst the resulting confusions and ambiguities, we, all of us, are stuck with the goal of distinguishing the sensible from the nonsensible, the potentially constructive from the self-defeating. Bad things do happen, and death is the final outcome no matter what. But the routes to death can be more or less reasonable, more or less decent, a guiding assumption in the chapters that follow. This audiobook is against security as officially practiced, favoring instead meaningful ways to extend lives and provide people with decent experience. My analytic strategy is threefold. First is the effort to understand this massive social, moral, and political thing called security and what goes on in its name. I try to explain where it all comes from, including the shapes and procedures that greet us at a place like the airport. A second goal emerges from the idea that, in the specific and sometimes hell-bent responses to threats, we can see how a particular world works. So studying security is a method, a way to learn how, through people's scramble for survival, capacity, and position, normal life operates. A third focus is practical. I assume the role of consultant, the kind who is seldom, if ever, brought in, because I am looking for the benign in a situation that is more often in hunt for the demonic. I recommend, in the form of concluding what-to-do sections in each chapter, alternatives to the command and control tactics that so often take hold as public policy. Instead of the resort to surveillance, walls, and hierarchy, I indicate what I take to be more effective and happier solutions. I try to be very concrete. I get practical, right to the kind of equipment that should be present and how it should be used. This is an audiobook of analysis and also an audiobook of directions. I do not shrink from the mundane things, the public and private artifacts routinely consumed in everyday life. They accumulate as pleasures and punishments in the course of a day or a lifetime, and they can facilitate safety or danger at critical and unexpected instances. I am drawn to the late Susan Lee Starr's call for an ethnography of infrastructure. A well-designed lever calls forth the right kind of pressure in just the right spot to make it work, and with that a special human satisfaction as well as a functional outcome. We can see this by watching closely and talking to people. When a contraption frustrates, individuals will turn their displeasure into random bangs, pushes, and pulls that may well further derange an object's functioning. In happier outcomes, objects seduce with a technology of enchantment, as the anthropologist Alfred Gell once called it. In my own research of some years ago, I came to appreciate how utility and aesthetics, pleasure and practicality, are never separate spheres. Our lives are the sum total of our interactions with ensembles of artifacts and other people, including the people who are involved in managing the appliances. A misinterpretation of the machine, among workers overlooking telltale cues of malfunction at a nuclear plant, say, or system managers misreading calibrations for a space launch, 
can generate terrible trouble. And sometimes it can be ordinary people who notice, if they are provided the opportunity, that something has gone awry.